The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about living and working in a world where the wired, the tired, and technology converge. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, and I'm joined again by my co-host, Keith Compagna, and our sponsors, Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions. Uh, before we dive into this week's show, I want to take a few minutes and just thank everyone who's listening. Uh, live today, as well as the nearly 10,000 listeners we get uh, on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and kind of combined from another 20 or so podcast platforms. Our first Geek Skeezers and Googleization show was just 10 months ago, and Keith and I can't thank everyone for all the support. Because of the fantastic year, we're excited to announce that we'll be, we renewed our agreement with w4cy.com for another year so we'll be we'll be back for uh, another actually 14 months i guess uh, we must send out a, a special thanks to all the guests uh, who've made uh, geek skeezers and googleization can't say that <laughs> geek skeezers <laughs> and googleization i One almost choked days. on my words um <laughs> And uh, like our guest today, who we'll, we'll bring on in a few minutes, Scott McKenzie from EJ4, uh, each week just gets better and better. So it's it's just it's exciting. I think Keith, uh, you and I got to talk about even you know some some type of shorter you know doing some briefs or updates or something a li- little different. Um, but right now, I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, uh, Keith, uh, you remember Enrique? You've, you've talked sure. with Enrique Rubio. Yep. He's been running a 2020 summit the last couple days on yep. uh, on LinkedIn. I, I've, yesterday's were fantastic. Right. Um, I got to hear a few this morning because it's right up in line with what we're talking about today. Um, and uh, from there, I grabbed, I heard three people. I invited six. Three immediately said yes uh, to be on the show. Uh, and we've also booked from uh, just uh, kind of meeting a few people at Sherm and other places. We've got some really heavy hitters coming on who who are kind of the, the leaders in this world of future work. We got Ben Eubanks in a couple weeks. Uh, sure. Matt Charney. Uh, yeah, Matt Charney. We've got Frank Deanna. Uh, he's he's uh, I I. I Came across him a few weeks ago, and uh, he he immediately agreed. Yesterday, uh, Patty Fletcher uh, was one of the panelists, and and she's on there. So we're we're actually booked right up through mid October, and uh, that's the good news and the bad news. So uh, right. I, I've got a lot. I, I want everybody on right away. Right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, so maybe we'll have to do this as a daily show, right? And Ira, <laughs> I want to. I want to. I I know I, I do my best to remind you how grateful I am that you pulled me into this crazy thing called geek skeezers and Googleization. But yeah, at least one of us can say it. That's why you brought me. <laughs> I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. And it's something else to be a part of it because people are catching on. You know, uh, when I talk about it at some of the talks I've been doing and the meetings I've been having, there's this 
side grin that comes out of everyone's face when we start talking about geek skeezers and Googleization. It just seems to be resonating with more and more people. And uh, for those of uh, paying attention in the audience, we are not sitting next to each other today. So I, Ira, I got to ask you, almost 10,000 monthly listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, we uh, it, it, it just keeps growing. And, and the hardest part for those who do podcasts, I mean, everybody wants to know what the numbers are. You know, we have our live show and then we have, uh, you know, primary, it first goes out to iHeartRadio, which is a huge listener base. But then it also goes to Apple and Google Play. And it's really tough to get a lot of the, the stats from all these places. Um, yep. they just, they're just not aggregated. It, the business is exploding. And uh, so we, we track them so who knows we may have more um but i know from aggregating all the the listeners we've got uh we're you know we're we're, we're very close if not exceeding uh so so that's great um what that's allowed us to do uh kind of taking it to the next step is uh the new website's gone up uh just went live yesterday and i know you've seen it um you can visit it at uh, geekskeezersgoogleization.com it doesn't have the and in there we'll be combining the uh, there's a couple different versions of the site out there but um we'll be able to to go there so go to uh, geekskeezersgoogleization.com uh all the episodes are up there except for the two from july uh, so those should be up in the next uh, 24 24 to 48 hours uh, we'll be adding some special offers, some events, some news. Going to put up our the upcoming schedule so people can see who's coming on and and get make sure that's on their calendar. Uh, again, you you can listen live one o'clock Wednesdays every Wednesday, or you can uh, listen anytime you want on on the podcasts. Uh, they're usually uh, available on the podcast uh, within 24 hours or so after we're we're live. Um, but with the website, uh, it'll be good. We can start a community. Um, I've updated. Um, I, I had a page before. I wasn't very active, but uh, there's a Facebook group. Uh, we want to create a LinkedIn group. Um, hopefully, we, we'll be able to get some conversations going on on the website. So all that's coming. And uh, as you said, what, what the most exciting part of this is we're starting to grow into a bit of a community and, and uh, get a lot of conversation going. So and lots going getting, on there. And we're getting sponsorship attention, which is kind of cool in all of its Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. For, for sure. And, uh, and and again, we're bringing a, a lot of uh, very cool companies on, uh, and we've got some interest there as well. So uh, other than everything uh, about geek skeezers and Googleization, what's going on in your world of Googleization? I've been uh, next leveling up, I guess, with regards to my projects. So I've got a podcast that I'm going to be a guest on next week called the Joy Powered Podcast, talking about the value of yeah, actually, the topic for the for this podcast is AI and the role that AI has inside of organizations, HR departments, and the interesting relationship it has with the interpersonal relationships of people inside of HR. Then I've got um, I'm the uh, keynote speaker August second here in the Lehigh Valley for Lehigh Valley Professionals Group. I have a personal goal to make it a standing room only uh, uh, presentation. I'm the keynote speaker for the Greater Valley Forge Sherm event coming up in September. And I just got asked to be on another podcast that's based on the West Coast. We haven't figured out what date I'm going to be on there, but uh, things are rocking and rolling here, Ira. Lots of good stuff going on. HROI, 
is about to go live. We just finished our user interface process. So we're pretty soon we're going to be launching for free for free to every HR person in the world that wants to to see a little bit more about what it takes to build a business acumen and a, a business case to buy software that you need in the HR world. Uh, and it's absolutely free for everyone to use. So lots of cool stuff. We're, yeah, uh, amazing. Yeah. Hey, congrats on the uh, Valley Forge uh, uh, keynote. That's that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I, I know I, I applied for a lot of them. So I, I don't know if that was one, not one of the keynotes, but just as a presentation. But um, that's very cool. I know we'll both be busy in the fall. Yeah. And, hey, and- by the way, you and I, maybe we'll bring this up uh, offline or at the end of today's show, but I have another idea. I think we have to start incorporating a, a, a Triple G Summit for uh, the professional HR women in the world. I've had a couple meetings with some just rock star HR professionals, and there's this, you know, this new um, movement, so to speak, of not your grandma's um, HR yep. leader. Uh, something that came up where I think we're going to try to do something like Enrique does out there on on LinkedIn Live. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that'll be great. And before we uh, kind of lead into get Scott on because uh, we we've got so much to talk about there as well. Um, I'm doing a webinar next Tuesday. Uh, people can just uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or go to the, to the website. I'll send them the link. I won't I won't even bother to, to give you what it is now. But um, we're talking about a hundred and. A hundred plus ways that you can use to hire better, um, better employees. So uh, we're going to be talking about pre-employment assessments and uh, uh, a really versatile platform. And uh, that was one, and uh, there's a million other other things going on. So I'll, I'll think of those hopefully by the end of, of the show. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, uh, it kind of leads us up to today's topic. I want to give credit uh, where credit's due for. Uh, kind of the, the the theme over the next couple months uh kind of reintroducing me to uh future shock uh the 1970s book and alvin toffler uh if you remember uh daniel levine daniel, from WikiTrend, sure. yeah so uh I, I keep giving him credit he's sort of turned uh, he's he 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 turned me into this uh, crazy man about future shock um and uh but alvin toffler had a great quote and it's it, he he said the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write but those who cannot learn unlearn and relearn that's a perfect setup for today's show and yep. we're, so we're going to be talking about learning and relearning and reskilling and uh, uh especially with scott uh e- e-learning um he, he's the uh, channel director sales of channel director at uh EJ4, he's been in the business a lo- uh, quite a, a while. I don't want to say a long time because that gives away his age, but for quite a while. Um, <laughs> and it's also really good timing because Amazon, uh, you know, big headlines last uh, the end of last week or early this week was that they're spending over $700 million, and some said it's closer to a billion, but uh, it's, well, let's, let's be conservative, $700 million to upskill 100,000 employees that they have. Because yeah. they know that they will be out of work if yep. they don't give them new skills. And, you know, unfortunately, most companies don't have the deep pockets of uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon. And with 90% of businesses as small businesses, many have zero budget for training and development. So we're going to be talking about how 
small companies, medium-sized companies, how individual employees can, um, you know, can access uh, great content, uh, what they can do to upskill and train their employees, and and that's that's our theme. So I'm really excited to bring Scott on. Uh, Scott and I uh, have known each other for maybe 10 years. We met uh, a few years ago with a consultants group uh, where he, he, I think he first was working with EJ4. He pitched us. Um, I liked the solution, but I wasn't quite in the training and learning space. I was still really, really focused, as I still am, on employee assessments. Uh, but we kept running into each other. Uh, last year, he and I uh, hit, uh, ran into each other at Cornerstone Convergence, and again this year. And you know, sometimes it's just timing, and uh, so we're 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 starting to figure out how to um, work together. And uh, that was one you know reason for, to kind of get him on the show just to talk a little bit about more. But the more uh, over the last few weeks, uh, kind of the learning aspect and the reskilling has just come to the forefront. So EJ4 has, has certainly evolved from from the first time that I got to know them. And uh, so it was really you know good uh, to talk about this. And then with the Amazon announcement and some of the other things going on, uh, it was time to bring Scott on. So Scott, sure. without any further delay, welcome to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Thank you for having me. So, appreciate it. So, I think it was um, you joined EJ4. Yeah, I mean, you've been in this space a while, but you, J, you joined EJ4 how many years ago? How long? When? How long has it been? As of this Thursday, it'll be eight years. Okay, so you, when we met, you must have just been brandy new at EJ4. I, I believe I was. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Well, it's it's evolved quite a bit. I, I actually had printed out your library of topics, and uh, it's it's amazing. Um, you've got what like twenty five hundred different courses at EJ four. I mean, tell, why don't you tell us a little bit about EJ four? So I, I'm, I, you know, I, I know what it, I think I know what it is, but why don't you <laughs> why, why don't you share what, it, what you do? Exactly, EJ four is the pioneer of micro learning. That is, courses that are in the 7 to 10-minute range. And all of our courses that we provide are video-based, streaming down from the cloud. But what's most important to know about them is that they're all designed, developed, and validated based on proven academic and professional research. Everything you see in our videos is there by purposeful design. Hence, we have the highest retention rate and the highest utilization rate in the industry. Research goes a long way into offering a solution that people can benefit from. And our courses are designed to make our customers more profitable because we understand something that the MIT professor Peter Senge said in his book uh, called The Fifth Discipline, and that is the only remaining sustainable advantage is to have a, to have a learning uh, organization. In other words, you want to outlearn your competition, and today that's true more than ever. And we make it very simple by making cloud-based streaming video that's also mobile accessible. And by the way, just in case anyone's wondering, what does EJ4 stand for? I was going to ask you. <laughs> the E stands for electronic, like email or e-commerce, but the J4 is the format of our videos. You see, all of our videos are designed to be just as needed, just enough, just in time, and just right. 
And the truth is, that's just about all you need. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I knew that. So that that was that was helpful, and all all appropriate. And and again, I mean, even mentioning the mobile. I mean, I, I deal with this every day. Um, you know, it's not only mobile websites, but people don't have mobile applications. Um, they, you know, you, these, uh, which is where we kind of live in the talent acquisition world. Uh, but the assessments, you know, many of them aren't mobile ready. So they're, they're saying, why can't we get any young workers? And by the way, I, and I heard this um, yesterday, uh, or maybe it was this morning. There were so many great speakers at this 2020 summit. But they talked about the modern, referring to people as modern workers, where everybody talks about, oh, we need to be mobile for the millennials. No, it's well beyond that. We need to be, you, you need to be mobile, you need to be J4 for the modern worker, because there's a lot of baby boomers, like myself, and a lot of other mm. people I met. Uh, one of the speakers yesterday was phenomenal. She's probably our age, Scott, you know, late mm -hmm. 50s or 60s, somewhere in there. And they were talking about uh, where she has a, an avatar. She spends a lot of time in the virtual world. She's um, trying to remember what games she's on. Um, not Game of Thrones. Um, what's the other? Uh, th there's a virtual game out there. And she spends a ton of time there, which is not what you usually see from a grandmother. Uh, you know, uh, where where I guess you can meet your grandkids is in is in uh, you know a virtual world in the gaming world. So it's 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 very very different. But I like the term modern worker rather than you know millennials. So you've been in the space a long time. Uh, well, I, I'm just going to bring up one thing. Say one other thing. You you were interviewed um, by um, Charles Coy I think a couple weeks ago uh, for 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 Cornerstone's rework and. Right. In there, uh, you had a, a comment, but one of them that, and I think you mentioned this when I met, I saw you at Sherm. One of the things that was really amazing is that, and this is something you want to think about on an e-learning platform, but you just released active shooter courses. Correct. Yeah. Um, That's a little bit intense. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. It's sad, but it's something that is needed today. Unfortunately, if anyone actually watches the news, it's not unusual to hear about a tragic event that took place at a, at a business or a factory or at a school. And so each A4 found it incumbent upon ourselves to produce content that will actually save lives. We currently have four courses. One teaches people to be aware of what's going on when you hear a loud bang. I'm sure it's not a firecracker in the office. Pay attention to it. The next video talks about what to do when there's an active shooter, how to protect yourself, and in some cases, when warranted, they'll show you how to successfully disarm them if the opportunity avails itself. The next talks about what to do when the first responders show up. You see, when the first responders arrive, they're not there to take care of you. They're there to get a hold of the shooter and deactivate them. And lastly is how to treat uh, those who have been injured or wounded as a result of the, of the shooting. And that's really what those four videos about. And they're not there's there's some blood in them, but they're not gory. It's just enough to convey the message that this is serious. And everyone that I've shown it to, there's always quite a bit of silence afterwards. But they all share with me that it the videos hit the mark, that they do resonate with them, and it made them fully aware of what to do when the situation should arrive. God forbid that it does. 
So, I mean, in, in addition to that, and again, uh, any anybody can go up, and or I'm sure you know we'll give your information at the end, and they can they can download the libraries that that you've got. But you have a compliance library, which uh, you know another huge topic is is bullying and uh, also sexual harassment. Um, you have a a technical library, which you know how to use Microsoft Word and and code and QuickBooks and everything else, and then uh, you know the ones that I think I was interested introduced two years ago uh, was was all about communication and and you know a, a couple of the topics you got there are are pretty top of mind for a lot of people uh, Keith you might want to take a look uh, they, they got it um, I know you're, you're well beyond with life work integration but um, you know it's about health and wellness there's a whole section there uh, but you have emotion there's this uh, there's uh, you actually have a course on uh, some modules on emotional intelligence um, you and I were introduced to it because you had one on disc years ago, uh, but even digital marketing and social marketing. So um, lots, lots of different topics. But with that, um, you know, if somebody I, I would assume that 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 some of our listeners and a lot of the businesses will ask you, you know, well, what what do you offer? And I, I think is what I'd like to talk about is not what you offer, but how you offer it. And you did cover that, I think, with the the, the J four. Um, but let's let's talk about that a little bit more. What what's changed? You, you've been in the industry a while. I don't I don't remember exactly how many years, but you, you've been in this in this space for a while. What have you seen change significantly, especially from you know maybe even ten years ago when we first met? Well, first, I would say from my own experience, having once upon a time in my life being uh, a director of a training department for a software company, and over that time, that was like hmm, 20 years ago, and I've noticed one thing, that we are slowly moving away from the classroom and into the virtual space. And I've always believed if you're going to be working in the virtual world, you've got to be real. And so it has to be applicable and usable uh, for the people. But it has to be on their own time. You see that um, Josh Burson uh, of Deloitte had done some research, and he's a great speaker for the industry. And he'd said that if you think about it, and I mentioned this in the article that I did for Cornerstone, is that between our email, our text messaging, our inner office uh, messaging protocols, our work environment, and our job objectives, the average person has 24 minutes per week available to do learning. This immediately discounts a lot of organizations whose videos are you know, a half hour or so long. Since our videos average about seven minutes, we could actually insert three videos in, in there. And the younger people today, as well as the older people, are adapting to the fact that knowledge is important, especially with the younger people. I'm very much impressed. My son is a millennial. He's an air traffic controller. And everything is all about learning. The young people are coming to the workforce. They're already mapping out their futures. They, they know where they want to be. They know how to get there. What they're looking for are the tools to help them get there. And what, what are the best tools that will help them achieve this? Simply stated, are the courses that are going to be easy to take and they'll be most impactful. You see, training of any type is only good if it can be remembered and applied. That's the thinking and theory behind EJ4 is to provide content that is not only memorable and engaging that people will watch, but they can actually reply it for 
uh, immediate results. And, the, you know, if I can use the pun, the bottom line is that's what companies are looking for. And so this is where we are today. We do see um, e-learning being adapted into uh, platform training. There are some courses that they have to be trained in the classroom. There's just no, no question about it. It's going to be done hands-on. And that's certainly understandable. But as a reinforcement to that training, video comes in to augment the training itself. So that's the biggest thing that I'm seeing right now, moving from the world of reality training into more of virtual. And you're actually seeing this even more so compounded by the fact that you have the, um, the virtual training where people are putting on the special glasses and they're watching things in front of them as if they're actually doing it live. This is where we are today. Yeah, there was an opportunity uh, using, um, I, and I have an Oculus Go, uh, which is the headset, but um, there was, you know, an opportunity even with sexual harassment. So while you're, you know, you're providing uh, the, the micro learning version of that, uh, to be able to sit in an environment, in fact, I was sitting with my aunt and uncle last week, we, we met him um, uh, for lunch uh, one day last week. And we were sitting in their community, and we were, uh, you know, around, the, not that the fireplace was on, but it was near a fireplace. It was a sofa and, uh, you know, two chairs nearby. And it reminded me, as, I, as they were asking what I talk about on the show and, what, what, you know, what's going on in my world, I said it reminded me of the experience I had uh, in the virtual world. And, you know, where I was listening to a conversation, and the point of the conversation was to identify all the incidences of uh, harassment or bullying or bias that you heard and, uh, you know, by literally learning experiential. So uh, when I come back, um, I do want to talk about the transition. And I know when you and I kind of discussed being on the show earlier, it talked about the kind of the transition or the transformation of going from the traditional LMS, the learning management system, to a more uh, learning experiential system. Uh, and uh, so that'll be a good segue, and uh, we'll, we'll come back to reality in just a second. But a reminder to everybody, you're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We're here with Scott McKenzie from EJ Ford. We're all talking about, we're talking about uh, how, what the transformation of learning and training and development and, and how that's going to fit into our e-learn, uh, into our reskilling and retraining world. Uh we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, JobVite, Success Performance Solutions. When we come right back in two minutes, uh, we'll pick this up. And I know Keith is biting at the edge to ask a question. So we'll hear <laughs> back from you in two minutes. Behind everything you're searching for is something you're actually looking for. When you search with the real yellow pages, you get more than a contractor. You get a whole new curb appeal. It's not just getting directions to a dry cleaner with YP.com. It's rescuing an old favorite from the back of the closet. And it's more than finding a locksmith with YP.com on your mobile. It's getting to sleep in your own bed. Whatever it might be, there are more ways to search and more ways to find exactly what you're looking for with the real yellow pages, YP.com, and YP.com on your mobile, only from AT&T. What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show, powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. Jobvite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Jobvite's platform impacts every company in every industry. 
Check us out at jobbyte.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let Success Performance Solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. I'm your host, Ira Wolf. I'm here with my co-host, Keith Compagna, and our special guest today is Scott McKenzie from EJ4. We're, all, we're talking about learning, e-learning, reskilling, uh, the importance of that. Um, over the break, uh, Scott had mentioned the size of uh, the, the – Scott, was this e-learning that was $35 billion a year, or was that, the, was that learning or e-learning? That's the e-learning industry wow. in North America, $35 billion. Just in North America? That's correct. Wow. Huge, huge number. And just, and just to give people perspectives, you know, I, I live in the uh, employee assessment space, and that's estimated to be $2 billion, and we thought that was a big number. But $35 billion just in, the, in North America is huge and, and rapidly growing. Hey, Keith, before uh, I want to kind of shut you off again, uh, you had a, a question or a comment for uh, Scott. Yeah, and it's okay if I'm not the one doing the talking, Ira. Sometimes the conversation is just going too well for me to, to get in the way. But, Scott, my, my curiosity, with that giant number in terms of market capability, what where do you see the most activity coming from? You know, we, we could probably agree that Amazon's an outlier. Where do you see the customer base coming from here in the United States in terms of reskilling and, and upgrading employees? There's no single location that I can point to. <clears throat> you see, the truth is, it's industry as a whole. Every segment of industry is leaning and going in this direction for e-learning. They, they all need it. Some, it used to be manufacturers and high-tech. Now we're seeing distribution. We're seeing software. We're seeing um, hospitals uh, uh, imply. We're seeing hotels and restaurants. Uh, in fact, EJ4 actually released a 50-course bundle for the hospitality industry. They're all moving in this direction because if you think about it, every industry has turnover. Some industry has more turnover than others, like, for example, hospitality and retail. And so making this available does several things. One, it's got a low price point. Two, it's appealing and engaging for people to watch. Three, people actually learn from it. And lastly, it has the least amount of impact on overhead used to provide that training. So it's cost-effective, it gets out there fast, and it's impactful. What about the people that are unemployed, people that are in transition? Is there any opportunity for them, or is that, is that been something discussed where people while there – there are some people that, you know, Jobvite had a business-as-usual kind of job layoffs in terms of software companies not too many months ago. What about the people that are skilled 
and want to take advantage of their downtime so that they can come back ripping and roaring and maybe upgraded? Well, they can certainly approach one of our resellers and uh, be able to purchase uh, our, our software program, which has an incredibly low price point uh, to have access to over was it, over 1,200 Microsoft courses, depending on what version you're using. Um, and, you know, when I say that, I'm talking about, you know, $35 a year for one person to have access to all those courses. I mean, that's, that's small. But the, the return on investment is going to be great because you will have acquired those skills by watching in a format that you can actually remember from. Scott, can you go, I think you kind of glanced over that real quick. How much is it? About $35 a year per user. $35 for a year of seemingly unlimited information. I'd be surprised if anybody could chew, had enough downtime to chew through 1,200 seven-minute videos. But <laughs> if they did for 35 bucks, my goodness, they're on top of the world in terms Sorry. of technique. Yeah, talking about coming out as a master of, <laughs> master of all trades, right? <laughs> And it's wow. meant, and the best part of it is it's, it's mobile accessible to boot, so you don't have to be parked in front of a computer. In fact, I travel quite a bit, and I find it refreshing that when I walk past a group of people in a terminal area, they're sitting down waiting for their plane, and I notice they're watching one of our videos. Oh, well, that's like, cool. Well, there's a testament. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I and, and I that. Oh, go ahead. Pardon? No, go ahead. No, I I don't see that too often with uh, with any, with our competitors. Maybe I'm just not noticing, or maybe I just don't recognize it. But I know our videos when I see it because of its design. Um, in fact, just for the to satisfy the curiosity of the listeners, did you ever notice that no matter where you travel in the world, the news format all looks the same. You have somebody in the foreground, usually seated, talking to you. In the background, you see graphics coming up that changes commensurate with what they're talking about. This is research-based. This is the way adults need to be communicated. It's been, I think it was, uh, research was done by the folks who did the Nielsen ratings years ago. And we actually use that in our videos, except we have somebody standing in the foreground. You usually see them from the waist up. They're talking directly to you. In the background, the graphics are changing to flow with the topic that they're pointing out. And, and also, uh, I'd like to share that you'll notice that when the videos are being watched, every four to seven seconds, something moves or changes. Well, this is designed to attach to our primal response. You see, our eyes are connected to the brain, so when the eyes move, the brain goes on alert. This goes back to when our ancestors were foraging through the woods. And when they saw the bushes move, the eyes would look, the brain got on alert because the brain's saying, okay, is that food or are we going to be its food? Right. So you know, it, I, I love the way that this goes along with what we're seeing in HR tech. We're seeing companies every week, it feels like, coming out with user-based software. You know, I, I remember being getting in the software in 06 where – we were telling people how they needed to interact and engage with the software. Now companies are, are coming up, especially the mobile companies. And if you're not mobile, you might as well not even release anything anymore. But it's wild to see that this is where we're at. We can mimic the news that, like you said, we have global familiarity with, which makes it that much easier to learn from. 
So Scott, you know, we're talking about we're talking about the content. Um, I love that we're talking about the mobile aspect. And uh, even a speaker this morning said, you know, eight, and they were it was primarily focused on direction of HR, the future of work is where things are headed. And that, you know, she said, I, I bought an Instapot. And, you know, I didn't go out to take a course. Um, what she did was she went online. She looked for the shortest course with the most likes and and the most views. And watch that, how to use it. And that's, I mean, that's, that sounds like the model that EG4 is using. Um, but to get to that point, um, there's two aspects. I mean, we're talking about content. How, when, when somebody says, oh, I think we need this course, you know, rather than uh, kind of that cheap dip that everybody gets plugged into it. These can be personalized, but is there a way that um, EJ Ford, um, you know, I mean, what's the assessment process? How do how do I know that this is the right course for me, um, that it's going to help me? And on, on the other end of it, um, delivering the course is one thing, but is there a measurement, is there a process to measure uh, improvement? or retention uh, from the participant, from the student who just watched it? There's, that's kind of a broad question. Um, yeah, oh yeah, one. I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me share some things. One, content is provided to organizations that realize that they can't do it themselves, that they do need outside expertise to provide a solution that will arm their employees with valuable information that will improve the bottom line. And so one of the things that we do, and I'm willing to do this with, with anyone, is uh, if they reach out to me, I have uh, an email address of channel support at ej4.com and request a course list. And I have a course list that's built into a spreadsheet. There are little tabs at the bottom that says business skills, software, workplace compliance. And not only will you see the names of the courses, the duration of time, but there's also a description there. And off to the far side, there will be an indication of what language it's available in, in uh, closed captioning. So we like to provide this list to organizations that are considering um, uh, training, and it kind of helps them formulate. When they look at the descriptions, like, ah, this fulfills a need that we're looking for. We need to get this course. And, oh, we also need to get these ones as well. So, and plus... I'm always willing to speak with an organization to help guide them through. You see, I don't think you really have to sell the solution. I really don't. All I really want to do is share the information. Most people are intelligent enough to put two and two together and say, okay, I know what this guy's talking about. This makes sense. Because content is for companies that know what they want to do and how they're going to get there. They just need the support to help get there. Other organizations, they just don't know. You know, I've kind of categorized it that there are three types of buyers. There's the apathetic buyer. This is the one that sees content as a check-off-the-box attitude. Just go whatever's cheapest, you know, get this thing off my thing-to-do list so I can go on something else. Then there's the, the inertia group. They tend to be content agnostic. The attitude is, well, we've always used Brand X. They never really crawled out from under a rock to look around and see what else is available. And then the best one is to simply... The ignorance, not in a negative sense, it's just ignorance for lack of knowledge. They, they don't know what they don't know. They think all content is the same because they don't realize what their options are. You know, they're like, um, I think there's something like 600 content providers out there, and there's probably only 10 of them out there that's worth their salt. 
just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, usually uh, probably even even more narrow than the bell-shaped curve, right? <laughs> It's usually that. So, I mean, so I guess what I was getting at, I mean, one of the one of the things that people can't talk about is is having really personalized, real time on the spot training when you need it. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. So, you know, right now is the model is uh, giving that going back to that YouTube example, I can go there. In your case, if uh, the company has the platform EJ4. Uh, they can align that. But so many people, uh, you know, flock to buzzwords. So emotional intelligence is a buzzword these days. Uh, and I, does every individual, every employee within a company need emotional intelligence or they need to improve their emotional intelligence? Probably. But it, would that be the highest priority? And that would give, would that give the biggest bang to the buck? Because uh, companies still say, you know, I think, the flavor of the year is emotional intelligence. Let's bring somebody in and train that, or let's get a subscription to EJ4 and we'll, we'll offer it to everybody. But at the end of the road, at the end of that year, is the ROI, the performance may not change significantly because not every that wasn't the, the highest priority tr- learning that anybody needs. So, I mean, whether it's EJ4, is that a direction you see? things moving? Are your companies applying it that way? How are they measuring the ROI? Well, my crystal ball is in the shop, uh, so I can't really tell you about the future, but we we do pay close attention to what's going on in the industry. And yes, there are companies that are saying, I need to be shown a significant return on investment. Well, the truth is, no two companies are going to have the same answer to that. So, we have to work with them on a one-to-one basis. And the customers that do share with us the return on investment share it for us for only for our information. They don't want it disseminated out because they, they feel as though it's their private information, and we have to respect that. Um, but we do have white papers on organizations who have used our content, and they have other avenues of success that they share on the benefit of having EJ4. And the one thing I, I want to share with everyone is that when you purchase content, it doesn't come with an owner's manual. You know, it just doesn't. Too many companies, they buy the content, they throw it out there, they make a broadcast announcement, hey, we have this content, go check it out. You know, a handful of people will look, and after a while, people forgot about the message. To truly be successful, it has to be an ongoing thing. We have some companies that actually take our content and make it part of each employee's career succession and planning. They'll say, okay, Ira, for the, next, for the next year, we need for you to take these courses and getting past second grade. This is what you're going to be assessed on. Uh, other companies, when they have their biweekly staff meetings, management team and their rank-and-file employees will watch one or two videos. They'll discuss them afterwards. And then management says, okay, go back to your desk, watch the course, take the exam. Some companies actually will put out a... Uh, uh, an award system. Hey, if you watch 10 videos and get a score of 100 on each one of them, we give you the afternoon off or we give you some kind of gift certificate. You can't expect the content, no matter whose it is, to be put out there and it's going to magically absorb, be absorbed by everybody. We have too many distractions every day. But those companies that have taken the time and kept nudging their employees to implement it or do it by, by requirement have gar- garnered the most success. So, Scott, we're coming up pretty close to the end here, but I, I want to make sure, because this is a really important question. What 
So I'm sitting here as an HR manager, um, VP, um, CHRO, um, the L&D manager. Um, what should I be looking for when, you know, you, you sold me on the, on, on the idea that we need e-learning and we need a platform like this. What should I be looking for um, before I sign on? One, look for content that's based on research. That way you're getting real information. Two, look for content that has the highest refresh rate. You know, for example, EJ4, each one of our videos are brought in for a review to ensure that it's up to date and that still looks good. I mean, let's face it, you watch a video and the presenter looks like Freddie Mercury wearing a mullet hairdo in a leisure suit, you're probably going to say, hmm, that looks a little out of date. <laughs> I've always... I've seen I've those. Con- <laughs> yeah, I have myself. And, you know, content's like a loaf of bread. When it comes out of the oven, it smells awesome. You want to eat it. But how do you feel about it when it's been sitting on the counter for three weeks? And so you have to pay attention to the refresh rate. But most importantly, use your own eyes. When you get a sample of the content, is it engaging and appealing to you? If it looks like a PowerPoint presentation with a voiceover, all right, you're probably not going to be excited by that. Perhaps maybe you are. I would think not, but that, those are the things you have to consider when looking at content, and find out the content that actually will meet, help you meet the objectives that you're trying to achieve. This is why we offer our course list to people who are considering content, and then we talk with them and help guide them into making the appropriate decisions for the most impact. So before we get to you giving how people contact you, um, can you, what's the, is there one big mistake you see companies make? Well, like I previously alluded to, they, too many of them just put the content out there and make a single announcement okay. and hope it sticks. And that, that's, that's probably the number one I see yeah, out there. That's important, yeah. But the other thing, too, is don't judge a book by its cover. Just because the course has a really cool name, it may not be quite what you think it is. That's why it's important to do two things. If you can get a course list with a description and or, I highly recommend this, ask the reseller to provide for you a sample campus. And one of the things that I tell a lot of my resellers to do when someone asks for a trial campus, give them a particular course to look at. My favorite one is called Active Listening. And then tell the prospect that if they're like most people, that in the first 60 seconds, they're going to get caught not listening. In a way, you're kind of throwing down a challenge. And I've had some people pretty high up in the organization come back and said, uh, I didn't think I was going to get caught, but I got caught not listening. Because we all have our favorite words and terms that we respond to and everything else we think is superfluous. But the point being is what that person is saying is important to them. We have to listen to all of what they're saying. Scott, tons of great content. We can, I, I, as I tell many of our guests, we, we, I, I've got a longer list of questions after the show than I had begin. Uh, but but uh, that's what it's about. It's it's about curiosity. Uh, it's about learning, um, exposing us to new ideas. How can people get in contact with you? Yeah, I know you gave your email address. Give that again. But what else yeah, do you have? It is. It is. Uh, you can reach me at channel support, all one word, at ej4.com. You can also call my office number at 603-943-5920. Excellent. Appreciate it. And it's EJ4, just like it sounds. It's the, the number four, ej4.com. Uh, final comments. What's your, what's your final words of wisdom? 
Final words of wisdom would be, you touched upon it when you said curiosity. Quick story. Once upon a time, there were two sailors on an old uh, frigate with a big mast and so forth. One was an old sailor who had a wooden leg, and there's a younger sailor. But he was very curious that the older sailor had a wooden leg. And every other day, he'd keep asking, what happened to your leg? And the old man wouldn't tell him. Finally, one day, in a fit of despondency, the old man says, you really want to know what happened to my leg? And the kid goes, yes, I do. The old man says, I will tell you only under one condition what happened to my leg. And go, okay, the kid says, what's that? If you promise not to ask me any more questions about my leg, I will tell you what happened. Do we have an accord? The kid says, I won't ask another question. So what happened? The old man looked at him and said, it was bitten off. <laughs> Good point. Doesn't know what happened. <laughs> But the, but the curiosity is everyone yeah, who's right. listening to this. They're all wanting to know what bit it off. That's the power of curiosity. And that's why it's important. To, if it hadn't been for curiosity, we wouldn't be making any, any growth. We wouldn't be expanding our knowledge. We get curiosity what drives us there. Something happens, we have to ask, why yeah, did that and, happen? How and it is happen? one of the top skills by the World Economic Forum that people need, curiosity. Scott, we are we're rapidly approaching the end here. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, incredible show. Uh, you helped make it. Uh, we, we, need to, we need to catch up on a couple things after this. We've been listening to Geek Skeezers and Googleization with Scott McKenzie from EJ4. We've been talking about e-learning, reskilling. Keith, any final words for today? Uh, there's this resurgence in HR, and I love that there are now tools where the technology can help move the human element forward. So, Good luck. Thank you, Scott. Great conversation today. Appreciate it. Thank you uh, for having me. Hey, reminder to everybody, uh, t- t- uh, next Tuesday, uh, I, think, I don't think I gave the date, but Tuesday, uh, July 23rd, 2 p.m., doing the webinar on a thousand ways that you can hire right. Uh, also, tomorrow, I'm actually doing a live interview about uh, for consultants. If you're interested, uh, text me message me. I'll send you the, the link. Uh, it's for CoSolo and talking about digital marketing for consultants. Uh, and thanks again, everyone, for listening. We're always interested in hearing what's on your mind. Let us know how you're doing. If you want to be a guest or a sponsor or just share a few thoughts, make sure you give us a call or chat with us. Send a request. You can reach out to Keith or me. Uh, leave a message on our new website, geekskeezersgoogleization.com. Thanks again to Jobvite. Success Performance Solutions for helping us be on the on the air. And join us next week, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on W4CY.com and listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, SoundCloud, you name it, we're there. Until next week, Geek Skeezers and Googleization, this is Ira Wolf, my co-host Keith Compagna. Don't let the shift hit your plan. Hey.